You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So if you're ready for the Word of God and you're visiting with us for the first time, we're going to do the declaration, the Word of God, and ask that you would stand to your feet as we declare the Word of God. It's going to be on the overhead for you to make it easy. Amen. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept His sacrifice on the cross and His resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to His Word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the Word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you and say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Say, keep on smiling. It's so good to see your smile without a mask. For two years, we had to smile with our eyes. Amen. Now we can just smile with our eyes and we can smile with our mouths again. Amen. So this is a historic weekend for us here in Household of Christ, a new part of history. Yesterday we had our first Kingdom Builders breakfast. Amen. Give the Lord a hand for that. You know, the, the first is very important. If you can be part of the first, it's very, very important. Just imagine if you could have been part of the group that climbed Mount Everest for the first time. I think it's a compliment any time to do it, but the fifth or the tenth or the hundredth time to be part of it is still great to do it. But if you could have been the first, that's just amazing. Amen. So you're part of that first this weekend as we launch Kingdom Builders just to start to do things for God, more things for God, not just a commitment to be in the kingdom of God, but a commitment to advance the kingdom of God. You know, you can be in a church and not be actively involved in that church. It's completely different. So we're starting with that. Matthew 6 verse 33, everybody knows that scripture. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Amen? But there's a responsibility, especially in these last days towards the Great Commission, to go out and to advance the kingdom of God. A great commitment to the Great Commission will produce a great church, a great community, a great nation. A great commitment to the Great Commission produces great Christians, great families, great communities, great cities, Great provinces, great nations, a great world. Are you committed to advance the kingdom of God? 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9 teaches us that the eyes of the Lord move to and fro all over the earth looking for those with a loyal heart towards God. Kingdom builders are people with a loyal heart towards God. God shows himself strong on behalf of those with a loyal heart. So I want to encourage you from a young age, have a heart to advance the kingdom of God. When you start doing it at a young age, God will empower you. God will strengthen you. 
I was at school, high school already, when I started giving Sunday school. I think I didn't understand a lot about the gospel at that stage, but I wanted to do something for God, even if it was just Sunday school. My wife, she grew up in church, pastor's daughter. I think she could play piano before she could walk. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think as soon as she could play piano, her dad put her behind the piano in the church and she had to lead worship. We thank God. From a young age, true worship of the Father. You have one life to live for Christ Jesus and that life is so dear. You have to give it your best, your very best. Sometimes when we make mistakes, we want to give up. But just don't give up. Amen? Are you ready to advance the kingdom of God? Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a kingdom builder. I can see it. It's written all over you. You're a kingdom builder. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 20. Verse 24. Paul is writing here, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. Life doesn't mean a lot if you cannot finish it. The good work that God has begun on the inside of you, we have to see the end of it. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Yesterday, our placemats at the breakfast was the same scripture from the message says, what matters most to me is to finish what God started. We have to finish that which God has started. The job the master Jesus gave me of letting everyone meet, I meet, know all about this incredibly extravagant generosity of God. When you encounter people, when you talk to people and you share the gospel, what is the message that you are sharing? Is it good news? Our lives don't mean a lot if we cannot finish this God-given assignment that God has given us. You have a race to run and you have to finish strong. It's very interesting when God called us and he spoke to us about household of Christ to start the church. He said it will be like a David's army. Not because of all the battles you're going to fight, but because of all the mighty men and mighty women that I will bring. Run in your lane and let them run in their lane. What does that mean? It means every person has got different strengths. Let them do what they are supposed to do to advance the kingdom of God and you do what you have to do. And together we are better. What are the things that bring you joy? Ask yourself that question. What are the things that bring me joy? Do you get excited when you can tell somebody about Jesus? Excited when you can do a good deed? This is what the kingdom of God is all about. Romans 14 says that the kingdom of God is not an eating and drinking, but it's righteousness Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, sharing the gospel with people. Getting people saved. So that they will know that he who knew no sin became sin so that they can become the righteousness of God. 
peace, establishing the peace of God in people's hearts. There might be turmoil on the outside, difficulties on the outside, but you can still have the peace of God on the inside. Jesus said, the peace that I give you is not the peace of this world. In this world, you will have tribulations and difficulties, but I've overcome the world. Joy is the way that we represent God here on earth. What you are doing, are you doing it with a smile? Coming to church with a smile? Helping in church with a smile? Because Jesus said, wait until you've received power. Then go. If you try and do Christian service without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the burden will be too heavy. But when the Holy Spirit has filled you, you're filled with the fruits of the Holy Spirit. One of those things are joy. Can I ask you a simple question? What have you done this week to advance the kingdom of God? I remember as a young pastor in my office, on top of my door, I wrote there, what have you done to advance the kingdom of God today? Every day, just do one thing to advance the kingdom of God. Amen? When I was thinking about being a kingdom builder, building that which God has called us to do in people's lives or whatever, the first story that comes to mind is Nehemiah. For Nehemiah, it wasn't easy. Nehemiah was an ordinary, he was a cupbearer that became a kingdom builder. You might look at yourself and say, how can I ever be a kingdom builder? It's easy. It's one step of obedience. It's a Mary saying, Lord, let it be according to your word. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Nehemiah 4. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Remember, Israel is a type of the church. In today's terms, it's saying, What are these churchgoers doing? What are these people from the household of Christ think they can do? Will they fortify themselves? Will this make them strong? Is this the way to protect themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish? Stones that are burned? You know, in the past two years, if I had to ask you to raise your hand, who of you have been burned in the last two years? Or who of you have been burned by life a little bit? Most of you would raise your hand. You're welcome to raise your hand. Amen. You know what's the good news, family? The temple was built with burnt blocks. The temple was built with burnt blocks. Here the people are looking and they're saying, will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish? Never call anybody rubbish. Because even if you're rubbish, if God touches you, a nobody can become a somebody. People will look at you and say, why are the people making these sacrifices if there's so much rubbish. You might look at the situation and circumstances around you and feel like that. That's why we need kingdom builders, people with a kingdom mindset to know that when God is involved, everything can change. Never look at people and see them as rubbish. Amen? 
look at people and you might see this person has been burned by life, by situation, by circumstances, but God can still use them to build. Amen? God looked at Daniel, a slave, and saw in him a leader. God looked at Daniel, a shepherd boy, and saw in him a king. Moses was a murderer, but God saw in him a deliverer. Hannah was barren, but God looked at her and saw a woman that will give birth to one of the greatest prophets that ever walked this earth. Paul persecuted the church, but God saw in him an apostle. Those that are persecuting you, giving you a hard time, belittling you, get heaven's opinion about them. Start to declare heaven's opinion about them. Amen? Some of us were those people. Amen? And God turned our lives around. It's amazing when you look at this. Started to build the temple. Can I tell you something? Your purpose has to do with your goal. When there's things around you that seem impossible, God will put something on the inside when people say it's impossible. When the people are saying, why are they making these sacrifices? Who do they want to protect? What do they think they are building? God will stir up something on the inside to say, when I'm with you, what people see as rubbish, we're going to turn it around and it will become a place where people can worship God, where people can feel safe. Amen? Go to verse 6. So we built the wall. Can I tell you something? A kingdom builder has never got an I mentality. I'm building. It's we are building. So we built the wall. And the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. For the people had a mind to work. Sometimes to get the job done is hard work. Many people miss great opportunities in life because it's hard work. Can I have one? I mean... <laughs> It's Sunday, Pastor. We don't want to work. We just want to be ministered to and be blessed. Amen. <laughs> they built the wall. The Bible says they had a mind to work. Kingdom builders are not lazy. Can I tell you something about a building project? This building project, it usually takes longer than what you think. It usually costs more than what you think. And it's going to be a whole lot tougher than what you think. But just don't give up. If you've ever been in a building project or built a house or did something, sometimes it takes much longer. Amen? Put in the effort. Kingdom builders have that mindset that doesn't matter what it's going to take. We're going to do it. We're going to finish it. If we've started with it, we're going to finish it. Amen? I told the people yesterday when I said, God, can we just get to a place where we can say it's finished, it's done. And it's like the Lord just dropped in my heart and he said, it's never going to happen. You're always going to be busy with something, going and helping somebody. If we finish here, to go and help somebody else, somewhere else. Amen. Say to the kingdom builders, I, I heard a testimony once of a certain religions group different from ours that just came together and three people built a church 
And I said, God, if people from other religion groups can do that, surely we can do it as well because we know who we serve. Amen. So I'm still going to call on three kingdom builders and say, okay, come, let's go. Let's go build a church for God. Amen. But let's first build our church and finish what we have to finish here. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a kingdom builder whether you like it or not. You have to have the right focus if you want to be a kingdom builder. You can apply these principles in your own business as well. There's so many lessons from the book of Nehemiah. Take some time and study it. How distractions came to him, but he didn't allow the, those things to take him off course. People that even came and spoke as if God gave them a word, but he realized that this was not of God. He stayed true to his assignment. How he went and prayed and heard from God what to do, how to approach the king. Amen. Don't you the person that you say whether you like it or not? You're a kingdom builder. Go to verse 17. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens. Hallelujah. Do we have some burden carriers here in the building this morning? That I say I'm ready to carry some burdens. Those who build on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other held a weapon. Everyone. Turn to the person next to you say, everyone. Of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. We need kingdom builders to help us with the burden. Amen. To say, I'm here to help to carry the burden. Do you know how wonderful the kingdom of God is? You've got strengths that I don't have. And I have strengths that you don't have. And the kingdom is designed in such a way, the family of God, is that your strength becomes my strength and my strength becomes your strength. There's something that I would look at some and think, how am I ever going to do it? And it will probably take me three days to do it. And somebody with that strength will just come and say, oh, this is easy, we can do this for you in three hours. Have you met people like that? You think like, wow, can I just give you this burden? And when you give it to them, you feel that release. And for them, it's easy because it's their strength. This is the way that the kingdom of God operates. Do you know your strengths? Are you using your strengths to advance the kingdom of God? Nehemiah refused to get distracted, but he remained focused so he could do what God called him to do. So I want to talk about kingdom builders this morning. Would you like to be a kingdom builder? Do you want to advance the kingdom of God? It's an assignment that God has given to each one of us. The good news is Ephesians 2 verse 10 teaches us that God has prepared these good works for you. The beginning of creation, before creation, he had predestined these good works for you so that his name can be glorified in you and through you. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Think about it. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, by grace you've been saved through faith. That's not of yourself, not of your good works. But then after God has saved you, after God has empowered you, he gives you the grace so that you can do all the good works. Be the kingdom builder to advance the kingdom of God, the things that he has called you to do. First build God's kingdom. First put the kingdom of God first, not ourselves. Amen. So I want to show you from the word of God, if you want to be a kingdom builder, 
and make sure that you can finish strong, that that joy can be there. What are the things that you have to be? The good news is every person, when they apply the word of God, they can become a kingdom builder. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say whether you like it or not. You were designed. You were empowered to be a kingdom builder. The decision that we have to make is, am I just going to be in the kingdom of God or will I advance the kingdom of God? Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 7. It gives us guidelines. It gives us characteristics, instruction in righteousness in what to do so that we can all become kingdom builders. Verse 24, Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now we know 1 Corinthians 3 teaches us there's only one foundation, one rock, and that's Jesus Christ. The rock that is higher than I. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. Verse 26, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teachings, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Verse 26, I want to read it again. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. He's giving us instruction in righteousness. Obedience determines your foundation. A solid foundation does not come from hearing the word. It does not come from knowing the word. It comes from doing the word of God. You can be in this church with us for 19 years. You could have listened to every teaching that we've preached in this church. And you can still not be on a solid rock if you don't obey the teachings, the instructions in righteousness. Obedience determines your foundation. Turn to the person next to you and say, your obedience determines your foundation. Are you building to have an unmovable foundation? If you want an unmovable, solid foundation, it's dependent upon your obedience. Too many people today know the truth, can quote the truth, tell you about the truth, but they're not doing the truth. The challenge in the church today, the church is educated beyond her obedience. She knows everything, been to every conference, but is not taking action, being obedient. Kingdom builders are obedient. If you want to be used as a kingdom builder, you're going to have to say, Lord, I'm going to be obedient. If you want to be used as a kingdom builder, the truth is you need a solid foundation. I was talking to somebody yesterday who's building a house, and one of the crucial things was the concrete work, the foundations and the slabs. When things were not right there, they were concerned they had to fix it. So you have to make sure that your foundation is strong. So I want to share with you a few things. Characteristics of a kingdom builder. 
so that you know what to do. Amen? So number one, a kingdom builder makes God's word the standard for his or her life. Kingdom builders give Jesus the rightful place in their hearts. If you say, I'm going to be a kingdom builder, I want to advance the kingdom of God, one very simple thing that you're going to have to do is you're going to have to spend time in the word. You're going to have to spend time with Jesus. Every time you spend time in the word, you're spending time with Jesus. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, read your Bible every day. So it's not how much Bible you read, but it's when you read the Bible, how much the Bible is changing you. Amen? It's not how many times you come to church, but it's how much do you change when you come to church. Because when you come to church and you say, oh, my life is changing, then you'll realize I have to go to church more so that you can find your rightful place, so that you can advance the kingdom of God. Amen. But some people come to church and they sit in churches for years, but they never change. Be a part. Can I tell you something? That the best way for the Word of God to become an integral part of your life is to live it out. Sometimes when something is shared here, go and share it with somebody else. I often hear people say, when you preached, it felt like you were just talking to me. Ever had a moment like that where you thought the pastor must have had secret cameras and he knew what I was going through? Well, let me tell you the secret about that. That's not the truth. The truth is, I'm going through those things myself. When I go through the things, I say, okay, God, I need some help. What does your word say about that? And then I preach it to you. Amen? So most of the time when I'm preaching things to you and you think, He's just preaching to me. I'm actually preaching to me. <laughs> because I need the word like you need the word. When you want to be a kingdom builder, you have to take the responsibility to share the word of God. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 verse 2, and he said, And these things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach it to others. As a kingdom builder, we should affect four generations. Paul said, number one, to Timothy, number two. Timothy, the message that I'm giving to you, give it to faithful people who again will share it with other people. Amen? So if we're going to be a kingdom builder, it's not just, I want a word. I want to be blessed. A kingdom builder takes the responsibility, the word that you receive, to go and share it with others. Amen? We have to have an impact at least upon four generations. Amen? So we're going to be training people. Training people. Identifying where there's areas that's not being addressed. And that we can start doing it. Sharing with the word. What does the word say about this? Launching some projects. I said to the people yesterday, right now, immediately, we have to appoint 15 people in the church just to meet the needs that's there right now. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. We doubled the desks in the office area. 
and Friday when all the volunteers came in, it was full. I thank God for people volunteering and saying, I'm a kingdom builder. I'm coming to help. I'm coming to serve. What can I do? And we usually use people's strengths. Amen? You know, when you're a kingdom builder and you're sharing the word of God, the impact that it will have on people, you probably only know in heaven one day. We heard a testimony this week of an auntie that took a little niece from a young age just to Sunday school. And how that saved her life. Her parents were involved in witchcraft and all things, just living a life leaning towards the darkness. But this one auntie took her to church. And how that light started expelling the darkness in that little girl's life where she could surrender to Jesus Christ. So when you advance the kingdom of God, sometimes something very ordinary saying, I'll take your little niece to church. And you bring her into the presence of God. It changes everything in that person's life. Reaching out and saying, come with me to church. Coming into church, into the presence of God, can change somebody's life. Amen. Give the Lord a hand for that testimony. I thought it was wonderful. Number two, kingdom builders know that it's all about loving God and loving people. It's all about loving God and loving people. You know, if you want to become a better pastor, a better husband, a better wife, it's not just going to happen. You have to ask yourself, what needs to change in my life so that I can be a better husband, a better father, a better pastor in my case? You know, and two weeks ago, I, I was busy with this question on, God, what, what is it that I should do? And I came to one simple conclusion, the loving God, loving people. And I even went to my wife and I said, you know what? I'm just going to double up on my loving towards you by the grace of God. Amen. So I'm just going to really put effort in to love you more. Amen. Ka-ching. That's good, guys. <laughs> okay, ladies, don't be hard on your husband. Let him make that decision. Don't say, listen to the pastor and you double up on your love. Maybe you have to go hear from God what you have to do as well as a pastor to see how I can love more. Amen. You know, I... They've been talking to so many people, and one of the major needs, one of the major needs, there's so many people who don't have fathers, the fatherless. And are we going to start the father project? Amen? Are you ready for the father project? Now you're going to have to be more excited about that. Give, give the Lord a hand like there's a father in heaven. Amen. And I'm not sure how we're going to do it, but I'm going to tap into the knowledge and the strength of some of you to come and say, I'm ready to help with this burden. It's been in my heart for a long time. Amen. And maybe it's just having a bri and just spending some time. Maybe it's sometimes just going out and saying, let's have a conversation and ask me some questions. You say, I'm still trying to get it together as a father myself. What am I going to say to somebody who doesn't have a father? It's not about your mistakes. It's about your willingness to say, I'm prepared to love somebody. Amen. Because I love God. God knew that we needed guidance. We needed direction. And he sent Jesus to show us a more excellent way. Amen. Loving God, loving people is so important. Can I tell you something? Many times your unanswered prayers is because of a lack of love. When the love relationship between you and your wife, sir, 
is not right, the Bible says it will affect your prayers. See, not one amen now. She must come and repent and make right, then God will hear my prayers again. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you go, amen. Remember, we have a tremendous responsibility. Yes, it's husband and wife. But Paul said, I want you to understand this. It's like Christ and the church. So it's Christ's attitude towards the church that helps us as husbands to know how we should be towards our wives. And it's the body of Christ's attitude of love towards Christ that helps women again how to respond towards their husbands. Amen? Now it's a completely different standard. Amen? Loving projects to Tukisa, what we are busy with. Kingdom builders, advancing the kingdom of God. The Champions Club, the children with special needs. I mean, those parents with children with special needs, they're doing a great job. You need special grace. But we are here to help carry that burden. Amen? So that a mother and a father can sit together in church and experience God's presence. The number one characteristic of Jesus is that he can feel what you are feeling. Amen? You can feel what you are feeling. We should love God and we should love people. When first time visitors come and visit the church, they're always aware of the love that's here. Amen? They experience the love of God. Always comment and say there's no clicks. It's so wonderful that I can talk to everybody. It's not this special click here and this click there. But from the beginning, that was our heart. Amen? Because everybody wants to feel that they belong. A matter of fact, people want to be in the inner circle. They want to feel that they're close to you. Amen. So don't keep people at a distance. Jesus' arms are always open on the cross, allowing any and everybody to come to him. We have to love the voiceless. We have to love the fatherless, the least. We have to love them. If you say you're a kingdom builder, it's about loving God and loving people. Turn to the person next to you, look at them and I say, I love you so much. But Jesus loves you even more. <laughs> Amen. Kingdom builders value relationship. Key destiny relationships. Because kingdom builders can feel what other people are feeling. So can I tell you something? If you're going to be a kingdom builder, you're going to have to make some good decisions when it comes to friends. Remember, in our lives, there are those that will add to your life. There are those that will multiply to your life. But there are also those that will divide and subtract in your life. So how do you make right decisions? Proverbs 13 verse 20 gives us good counsel and advice. He who walks with the wise will be wise. So hang out with wise people. Hang out with positive people. Hang out with people that's full of energy and purpose. And those things will start to rub off on you. Amen. Don't just be in a living church. Be a part of it and advance the kingdom of God. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm a kingdom builder. Whether you like it or not, I'm a kingdom builder. Kingdom builders always get involved in something that's greater than themselves. A purpose that's greater than themselves. Nehemiah, they were busy building. It wasn't an assignment for one person. Everybody had to get involved. 
So kingdom builders, number one, value the relationships around them, the key destiny relationship. They say, I need you like you need me. But then when they're together like that, they get involved in projects bigger than themselves. There's nothing greater than living a life for Christ Jesus. There's nothing greater than advancing the kingdom of God. You know, last week, the prayer line finished just before four. Many of the people that came to the prayer line wasn't even in our church. But we want to advance the kingdom of God. We want people's lives to be changed. Many times I've bumped into people, they'll say to me, I visited your church once for prayer. And after that, things in my life started changing. I think, but why didn't you come back then? More things could have changed, you know. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. We are here to advance the kingdom of God. Amen. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. When we are kingdom builders, we are manifesting the power of God so that people's lives can change. We saw so many healed, so many delivered. Breakthrough in people's lives. We have to get the lost saved. Have to take that responsibility so that we can advance the kingdom of God. Sometimes it's sacrifice. To be here, to pray until four, it's hard work. But that's the kingdom of God. Amen? Not just a quick prayer, to spend time to hear what is it. Can I tell you something? You know why it's so important to build God's church? Because other kingdoms will fade. Look at history in the past. They'll fade, they'll disappear. Many things that you value today. I mean, your iPhone. A thousand years from now, the iPhone might not be here. I'm sure it won't be. There'll be a new way of communicating. Amen. Your car that you value will not be here. There'll be other ways of moving around. But one thing that will be here if the Lord tarries a thousand years from now is the church. Because God is busy building his church. And the gates of hell will not be able to prevail. Amen. And kingdom builders know that. That's why you want to be a part of that. Amen? Are you ready to advance the kingdom of God? A kingdom builder, you'll always hear them pray, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. You're on earth as it is in heaven. Kingdom builders always pray, Lord, your will in my family, your will in my business, your will in my career. Not mine, Lord, but yours. Are you ready for that? I want to close with this, the last one. Kingdom builders know it's all about obedience. Kingdom builders know obedience is the only proof of their faith. John 13 verse 17 says, If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. The blessing is not in knowing. The blessing is in doing. We can all say, I want to be a kingdom builder. I'm a kingdom builder. I know I have to be a kingdom builder. But you only become a kingdom builder when you become obedient to that assignment. Kingdom builders, they're in covenant with God. It's important to know that you're in covenant with God. It means God's ability has become your ability. God is here to help you. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, It is God who gives us the ability to be successful. Why? 
because of his covenant, to establish his covenant or to confirm his covenant. 1 Chronicles 16. 1 Chronicles 16 gives us this promise. Be mindful of his covenant forever. As a kingdom builder, you in covenant with God forever. The promise which he commanded and established to a thousand generations. Family, listen to me. When you become a covenant builder, advancing the kingdom of God, is not just for you and your generation, but a thousand generations from now. The impact of your obedience and saying, Lord, I'm taking on this assignment to be a covenant builder will only know the true results in heaven one day. Amen. I heard a wonderful testimony this week. Um, parents were sharing with me. They, they did some kind of an evaluation, a spiritual evaluation with the whole family, the husband and the, the wife and the kids and everything. And afterwards, the person who did it said, I just want to say one thing that really stood out about your children is that they can hear the voice of Jesus. And I thought, wow, what a testimony for household of Christ. Children that grew up in the children's church, being trained in the ways of God, instruction in righteousness, being trained as kingdom builders, they can hear the voice of God. That's important because Nehemiah first had to hear God's voice before he could take action. Amen? So I want to encourage you, make sure you get your kids into Sunday school, amen? They are being taught how to hear God's voice. Here in the services, you are being taught how to hear God's voice. Next year, the church will be 20 years old. A double decade of destiny, amen? Double decade of destiny. So it's not just about us being in covenant with God. But I want to ask you to make a covenant with us as pastors in this church to say we are going to take this assignment to be kingdom builders very serious. The burden, we're going to carry it together so that we can have an impact, not just on one generation, the following, but a thousand generations. Can I tell you what's the beautiful thing? I'm going to close with this. Nehemiah 6 verse 15. Everybody from the outside thought, these people are crazy, what are they doing? They looked at the situation, they said, it's rubbish. They said, are they going to do something with these burned blocks? But at the end of the day, everybody that was criticizing, their hearts became heavy. But they had to acknowledge that God was at work. Had to acknowledge that when the work was finished, that it was God who did the work. Amen? That's what we want. Not that people will say, wow, that person did it or that person did it. But they say, the people in the household of Christ, they kingdom builders. They kingdom builders. The work, when it was done, all the glory went to God. All the glory went to God. Let me read that. Nehemiah 6 verse 15. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Eliel in 52 days and it happened when all our enemies heard of it and all the nations around us saw these things that they were disheartened in their own eyes for they perceived that this work was done by our God wow when you're a kingdom builder the glory will go to God People will say, I can see these people are kingdom builders and the king of the universe is helping them. This is a work 
of God. Seal our precious Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your tremendous grace, O oh Lord. Thank you that you've called us to be kingdom builders, given us the assignment and said, go into the world, O oh Father. Thank you that we this morning can come in agreement and say, Lord, we are reporting for duty as kingdom builders to advance the kingdom of God, O oh Lord, and we give you praise for that. Lord, take us from where we are to where you want us to be and perfect everything concerning us in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Family, well, if you want to be a kingdom builder, the first decision that you're going to have to make is to accept the king of righteousness into your life. So right now, wherever you are, I want you to put your right hand on your heart, raise your other hand to heaven, and pray this prayer aloud after me. Say, precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life well-pleasing in your sight. I am now a child of the Most High God. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, your sins are now forgiven. Don't talk about your past again. Your past is a place of defeat and failure. Amen. Defeat and failure. It's Egypt. God is taking you into the promised land. Focus on your good future. Get involved. Get planted in a living church where you can be taught these truths so that you can finish strong. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.